Life in and Out Radio. I am your host, Nikki Collins. I, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I, you know, this is such an amazing time, right, Elle? Yes, that we are yes. in a brand new year. It's 2020. It's 2020. <laughs> Elle, what are you expecting? In 2020? Yeah, what are you this expecting? This is a whole new decade. I'm expecting life at a level that I could not have even dreamed of doing on mm-hmm. my own. Yeah. I'm expecting result. Yes. The God kind of yes. life year after year. My word for this year and probably decade is more. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. And I, 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 you know, I'm in the same vein. More of you, God. More of you. You know, whatever that looks like, whatever. You know, I just want to really be in the center of what God has called me to be, to do, or whatever. I just want to be in the center of that. So I'm just excited about the new year, everyone. Happy New Year. And again, we have an amazing guest that we're starting this year out with, Apostle Kevin, who was with us on the last two broadcasts. Apostle, thank you so much for joining us again. So excited about having you with us. I am so honored to be here. Happy, happy, happy New Year. Happy Welcome New to 2020, year. everybody. Yes. We made it, praise we God. We made it. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Apostle, you shared so much amazing information with us, some powerful um, uh, stuff that God had poured into you in Revelations, and you just, you know, you you picked it apart. I mean, you picked that those scriptures apart about this new wineskin. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about this new wine and the new wineskin. What does that look like, actually? Like, really, a lot of people are probably thinking, okay, what does that look like? What does it feel like? You know, I, I don't I don't feel the same. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to evolve. I'm trying to really, you know, tap into all that God is doing. But it feels a little funny. So what does that actually look like? Well, now... I believe that the new thing that we Mm -hmm. need to do Mm -hmm. is return to the ancient Mm -hmm. principles of the scripture. I believe we need to go back and reform Mm -hmm. the church that Jesus actually died to Mm. start. Come on. Now, the church that Jesus died to start wasn't um, a Baptist church or a Methodist church or a Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a white church. It wasn't a black church. The church that Jesus died to start start was was one church ephesians 4 says there's only one lord Mm -hmm. there's only one faith Mm -hmm. there's only one baptism Mm -hmm. there's only one god there's only one father of all there's Mm -hmm. only one spirit yes you know and we we find ourselves in um a generation where we are divided we are separated we we hang out our shingles and we say we're this we're that and we we've Uh, segregated ourselves Mm -hmm. we've isolated ourselves Mm -hmm. and we've got to come to a place of getting back to the heart of the father yes getting back to 
really the church that Jesus mm -hmm. died to start. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, you, you've got to go all the way to um, this encounter that he's having with his disciples, which is so interesting to mm. me because one day wow. he's he's been spending now all of this time with these guys. Right. They've seen him work miracles. They've watched him teach. Mm. They've, they've experienced, you know, his deity. Right. They really have. And um, Jesus says, who do men say that I am? <laughs> so the first thing he says, what's the rumor? Right. What's the word on the street? Yes. You know, what are, what are uh -huh. you hearing externally? What are they saying? Mm -hmm. You know, and they start saying, well, some say that you, you might be Moses, you might be mm -hmm. Elijah, you might be a prophet raised from the dead. Right. And in other words, they don't really know who you are. They don't know. And then Jesus uh, said to them, well, who do you say that I am? You. Now, all these people that have been hanging out with him all this time, mm -hmm. only one of them mm -hmm. has the ability to say who he is. Right. Which means that we can be around Jesus for oh years and God. still not know him. Still not know him. Wow. So Simon, Simon says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm. Jesus then looks at him and says, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh mm. and blood didn't reveal that to you. You got that by way of the Holy Spirit. My. And he says, by the way, let me just say this to you. Um, I'm going to give you a name change. Mm. I'm going to give you a new name. Yes. Which means I'm going to give you a new nature because name denotes nature. Na yes. So I'm going to give you a new Ooh. name, and I'm going to say that you are not Simon, which means weak and unstable, oh moved by anything and everything. That's what it oh literally means. God. And I'm going to now call you a rock. And on this rock, mm -hmm. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm. The interesting thing about this is that Jesus waits until Simon says, Thou art the Christ before he tells him who he is. The principle is we'll never know who we are oh God, until, until we know who he is. The moment I know who he is, mm -hmm. then he then tells me who I am. Yeah. Then he trusts me with keys of the kingdom. Yeah. And this is the first time where Jesus says anything about building a church. Mm. The church in and of itself that he is going to build is going to be a new wineskin. Mm. Because they're used to um, the Jewish system. They're used mm -hmm. to synagogues and mm -hmm. temples. They're used mm -hmm. to rabbis and scholars and teachers. Right. They're used to all other kinds of false gods. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be a brand new thing. The birthing mm -hmm. of the New Testament church is going to be something that no one has my ever seen God, before. And so you have to think about Jesus has basically 12 disciples that he spends the most of his time with. Mm -hmm. But when he is dead, buried, resurrected, he had said, Go to Jerusalem. Mm. Wait, you're going to receive power yes. from on high. You know, we talked about that in the last broadcast, mm -hmm. how that the Spirit of the Lord came. Well, when they came out of that meeting and the accusation is these guys are drunk, and, yeah. and Peter says, you're right, we're drunk, but it's not like you suppose. Yes. We, we cannot deny the fact that we have gotten a hold of some new wine, Ooh. and we didn't know how powerful it was. Right. But this is that. Mm -hmm. So he took it back again to an ancient truth. This is that that the prophet Joel said. This is the thing where he talked about pouring out a spirit on sons and daughters who would prophesy and old men, you know, dreaming dreams and yes. young men seeing visions and all of these kinds of things that that mm -hmm. um, Peter is referencing. You think about this when Peter comes out that day, they're used to having a posse of 12 uh -huh. He preaches and 3000 people are converted in one moment. Now we've got a problem. Yeah. Because we've got 3,000 people who have mm -hmm. just been converted. Can we prophesy 
that we believe that God is going to bring explosive growth in this My season God. in our lives individually and yes. collectively because many of us have been running around with just 12. Oh, We're just so used God. to that posse that we've already had. Right. But when this new wine hits us, yes. the spirit of acceleration, the spirit of Glory multiplication, growth, Ooh. enlargement, elevation. You know, Elle was saying how she's believing yes. for more. Yes. You know, the first thing that, that, that I heard when she said that was elevation. Elevation. Because the very first thing you see mm -hmm. when God elevates you mm. is more. My we can God. walk outside of this studio today, right. and our vision is limited uh -huh. because of the level we're on. Right. But if they put us on the roof, Ooh. the first thing we can see is more, which oh, is possible. further. And yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my God. So now Powerful. we see we've got 3,000 brand new converts. Mm who just with a message have heard, I need to give my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. So God gave them a strategy. The four pillars of the church in Acts 2.42 where it says, and they continued steadfast with the apostles' doctrine, mm -hmm. fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. And I would suggest that the new wineskin is coming back to those mm -hmm. kinds of foundational yes, things. Yes. Steadfast in our doctrine. You know, sometimes we're so busy. Um, every, when I was young, all I could think about was every week coming in and preaching uh, people into pandemonium. Right, right. If we wasn't running and throwing babies from the balcony, we wouldn't have a no kind of church. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, the, the more uh -huh. chaotic it was, uh -huh. we leave them in like, God, uh -huh. God right. wrecked the house today. We tear up our shoes and cry off our makeup and sweat up our mm -hmm. suits, and all of a sudden, you know, that's God. Mm -hmm. And I found myself every week having to come back to say, what am I going to preach this week so that's that I can get them to move? I need them to shout, you know. I need them to come back to me and say, whew, what a word, you know. Mm. And I preach my throat out, <laughs> you know, come on, trying Apostle, to get people to, to respond, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. And every week i got to hit it further out of the park. And I found out that I had an excited church, mm -hmm. an emotional church, uh -huh. but a dumb church. Oh! Apostle, can you say that again? <laughs> you know, it was you, like you, my, you had it was my fault church. because they had a dumb preacher. Oh, and I was God. like, one week I'm preaching, you know, love. The next uh -huh. week I'm preaching on tithes, uh -huh. and the next week I'm preaching on, you know, the promises mm -hmm. of God. And we just like all over, over the, place. the place, right? And I started to to learn that if I was ever going to really uh, mature mm -hmm. and grow as an mm -hmm. individual. And as a leader and, mm -hmm. and grow uh, our church to be strong, that I was going to have to be committed yes. to establishing the fundamental doctrines of the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. which are in jeopardy in the times in which we live. Yes. And, and it is laborious. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's boring. Yeah. Sometimes it's not exciting, not emotional. But principally, he said, in order to build mm -hmm. and, and keep the momentum and a growing church uh -huh. this new testament thing you're going to have to continue steadfast in the apostles doctrine the reason why that's so important is because they're dealing with a group of people whose minds need to be completely transformed yes. from the god of the world that uh -huh. they have been serving mm -hmm. and i would submit to you that even sitting in our sanctuaries mm -hmm. all over the world mm -hmm. that there are people that have been sitting under the letter of the law for years My and once they really convert over to Christ, mm -hmm. the anointed one and his, his anointing, mm -hmm. they have to be retaught. Yes. Just like you and I were talking about last time uh -huh. um, on the broadcast, coming up the way that we, come, we came up. Right. 
I'm busy unlearning mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that they taught me in church. Mm -hmm. I'm busy saying, okay, God, um, I used to believe that, but right. I don't believe that anymore because right. I've grown, I've matured. Yes. And so the, the new church, the, the fledgling, brand-new baby church mm -hmm. had four basic things that they focused on. Apostolic doctrine, mm -hmm. making sure that they taught that fundamentally. Fellowship, which was the responsibility of the collective. It wasn't yes. about having socials and dinners right, and things right, like right. that. Fellowship was about mutual responsibility. Mm -hmm. They literally taught that every person in the body had a function and was necessary and was responsible for that function. My God. A fingernail needed to do what a fingernail, fingernail was supposed to, to do. In other words, it's going to mess up the whole body. They Teach. taught them that then you needed to have the breaking of bread which brought us all into a sense of it, it normalized us. Mm -hmm. Because no matter how powerful mm -hmm. they were, no matter how good they could preach or sing right. or how you know, great they could prophesy, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they still needed to be able to sit down and have a meal together and say, you know what, I'm just like you. Right. There's no hierarchy here. There's right. nobody here that's better than anybody else. I'm so tired so of this generation running around with people wow. got 17 titles and... <laughs> Even, even right. on social media, it's like, okay, you're an archbishop, but you got to be that on Facebook. Why, Why can't you, you just right, be, be your, just be your Billy? Name. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see it all the time. Elder so-and-so or evangelist this and that. I'm like, but what, you know, who are you? Right, and the, wow. the relationship piece mm -hmm. of the early church in, in the sitting down and the breaking mm -hmm. of bread together mm -hmm. um, made them – family mm. it made them relational yes. it made them be able to communicate and in that i like this aspect of it as well there are certain things that we will only see mm. um, when it comes to the breaking of bread when we find ourselves really um, digging into authentic relationship right. with each other remember that when when jesus was crucified there are who have been there watching the crucifixion. Mm -hmm, They've mm -hmm. experienced all of these things happen. Now they're on their way home. The Bible says they were walking on the road mm -hmm, to Emmaus. Mm -hmm. And while they're walking back to Emmaus, all of a sudden, a third person joins them. They don't know who he is. It's Jesus that yes. actually joins them. Mm -hmm. And he starts walking with them. And he starts rehearsing the word of God all the way back to Moses. Mm -hmm. He starts at the beginning mm. because in the beginning was the word yes. and he is the word that's walking with them yes. so they're literally walking with the word hearing the word talk, talk about, about the word, the word. So they wow. walk all the way and they get to their house and then they say you know what we've come a long journey mm -hmm. um why don't you come and at least have a meal with us and they sat down together and the bible says that when they broke bread mm -hmm. that their eyes were open that's why the Bible says, oh, taste and, and see, see, because there's something about tasting that leads to seeing. Yes. But the moment they broke bread together, all of a sudden they stepped into a new realm of revelation. They mm -hmm. said, now we know who you are. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why our hearts were on fire mm -hmm. the whole time we're walking down the road, because yes. we hear you. And this is the thing. I think that there are a lot of people who uh, sit in church mm -hmm. and they hear mm. the word. Right. They hear us talk about the right, word. Right. The word of God comes through us mm -hmm. as oracles. Of right. God. But until we develop a relationship with them, they'll say, I didn't even know why my heart was on fire. 
because I didn't see it until I could normalize you. I had you up on a pedestal. I had you up on a pulpit, or I had you as an apostle, or I had you this, that, or whatever. Uh Uh And the early church understood, yes, Mm -hmm. there has to be order. Yes, Mm -hmm. there has to be structure. Mm -hmm. Yes, there has to be government. But we have to have uh, normal things that bring us to common ground to yes. say, look, I cry like you cry. Right, right. I shout like you shout. I get mad like you get yes. mad. You know, I experience love like you experience right. love. We're all in this thing together, and no one part of the body mm. is more important than the other. That's it. Then he Ooh. said it was prayer. So it was continued steadfast mm-hmm. in the apostles' doctrine, uh, fellowship, mm-hmm. breaking of bread, and mm-hmm. prayers, plural. And I think this is a fundamental um, wine skin yes. that needs to be rebuilt in in the yes. church because what we have done is we have learned church behavior mm-hmm. we have learned church patterns mm-hmm. we've learned how to and almost anywhere you go in the uh-huh. world we do a service almost exactly the same way but don't know why we do it that way right <laughs> right you know um and and so with a new wine skin mm-hmm. I believe it means to revisit ancient things. Okay. To revisit ancient things. The new wineskin. We're going to have to go back in order to experience the new. Where do we mess up? Where do we miss it? Where, you know, as the body of Christ, you know, where did the disconnect come? Like, I, you know, that's something that I pray and I ask God that all the time. Like, where did that disconnect come from where you originally, what you originally put before us? Where did the disconnect come? Yeah, and you'll see the intention of, that. that's why I love the book of, of Acts, and especially the yes. first few chapters, mm-hmm. because it really gives us insight mm-hmm. into the purity of the early church mm-hmm. and the church that... G- I mean, when you look at this thing, mm. it'll say, you know what? Every day, mm. people were being added to this yes. church. They were knocking right. the doors down to come to this church because they were hungry for mm-hmm. authentic ministry. Best they word. wanted a relationship with Jesus Christ, and they just wanted to know more about mm-hmm. him. They were just hungry and passionate. And what, if there was a need, uh-huh. they came together and said, you know what? We're the kind of household you're not going to have a need in this house, right, and right. it's not going to go unmet. Somebody in this house is your need meter, yes. and we can make sure that you get taken care of. That was the heart of the early church. Mm. They were running from house to house and preaching the gospel and meeting needs, mm. and the church was growing like crazy. And then you start to see by the time you get to the pastoral epistles mm-hmm. and you start to see the writing of the apostle Paul, it's actually starting to fall apart some mm-hmm. even before we get out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so it started... You know, that pure thing that happens on the day of Pentecost and reversing that curse right. of the Tower of Babel, all the separation, the division, all of the, mm-hmm. the racism, mm-hmm. all of the things mm-hmm. were fixed in Pentecost. Mm-hmm. That's why we've got to learn to stay in the spirit. Oh, come on. To live our life in the spirit and to walk in the realm of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm in the realm of the spirit, I don't judge people based on come their on. color, their gender, their uh, wherever they are in, in their social uh, life where they are in their economic life where they are in their education I don't right. judge them by that right. because I understand they're a part of the same body that yes. I'm a part of and I need them just as much as yes. they need me and so that early church has this pure mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. 
that begins to kind of um, have issues. And so you'll see a lot of the letters that Paul has to write in Corinthians and later on mm -hmm. are very corrective. He's saying, guys, yes, come back uh -huh. into order right. because you're getting off track mm -hmm. here. You know, in, even one time in Galatians, he said, mm -hmm. you know, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you would err away from the truth? He's always saying, come back come. to the truth. Yes. And we you cannot get away from that statement where Jesus said, on this rock of revelation knowledge, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll build my church. That revelation knowledge was the ability for Simon to, to be able to say, wow. thou art the Christ. You are the anointing yes. and the anointed one. Yes. You are the Christ. That mm -hmm. is the... That's, that's oh, the pinnacle that's of revelation knowledge, yes. coming back to understanding that Jesus mm. is the Lord of the church. And, and this is what I fear that happens so many times. I fear that so many times people go to church uh -huh. and they see elders, right. they see deacons, mm. they see ushers, they see singers, they see choirs, they see worship leaders, they see prophets who prophesy. Oh, they see pastors who pastor well. Right. They see teachers who teach. They see evangelists who get people saved. Uh -huh. They see, you know, apostles who, who govern. They see all mm -hmm. those things. But mm -hmm. I wonder, do they really see, see Jesus? Jesus? That's it. Wow. And in Ephesians 4, where he says, we need all. Mm -hmm. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Mm -hmm. For the perfecting of the saints. Mm -hmm so that the saints can do the work of the ministry, so that the church can be edified. Right. And he says this, he says, till we all come into the unity of the faith. That we're not going to be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But actually, he said that we would grow up mm -hmm. unto a perfect man. Wow. Now, the perfect man in that scripture is Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's the apostle prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist working together that brings to a place where Jesus actually manifests yes. in our midst. Yes. And the people that are here, which uh -huh. is his church, mm -hmm. which is his bride, his bride, they don't see me as right. an apostle or They're someone right. else as an elder. All they see is Jesus. That's it. And if I can get them to keep their eyes on Jesus, uh -huh. They won't even be upset when Kevin oh messes up God. because they were looking at Kevin in the first place. Woo. They were completely focused on Jesus. My God, you now see this has truly this has truly opened my eyes to a, a lot more. Apostle, you you've I, I, I don't know. We're we're running out of time. You're you've just opened up a another a whole another can of revelation <laughs> and I, I, you know I'm just I'm amazed at what new wine and new wine skin look like us coming together yeah. so that the people can see Christ they can see Jesus when we're doing what we're supposed to do and now the people can get what they're supposed to get yeah. oh my God apostle I don't know 
This is this is no this is nobody but God. And I pray that someone out there or some people out there that are listening catch on and come back to church. Maybe some of us can shift and change and where you you will know now I'm not coming looking for the preacher. I'm not coming looking for the choir, the deacon or whatever. I need Jesus in this season. Mm. And I believe that 2020 this year is a year of I need Jesus this year. There will come a time where the choir can't do it for you oh. and the preacher can't preach you into your breakthrough. But there will never be a day where Jesus cannot heal you, deliver you, save you, transform you. If we keep our eyes on Jesus as the head of the church, yes. we'll never miss it. We'll, mm. we'll always, mm. we'll, all, we'll never be disappointed mm. because he is the perfect man. Yes, he is. My God, my God, my God, Apostle, thank you. You just said the word that we can end on that note. Keep your eyes on Jesus. If you just keep your eyes on him, you can, you know, you can make your way on through. Apostle, how can our people, oh God, how can they get in contact with you? You know, maybe they want to visit your ministry or whatever. How can they get in touch with you? Um, they can find me. I am at New Hope Christian Center um, in Havana. Yes. Actually, we're right between uh, Tallahassee and Havana on the Florida-Georgia Highway, right next door to the Christmas Tree Farm is where the church is. Anybody's welcome to come hang out with us anytime we're having a great time the church is growing god yes. is blessing us and we are really excited about what's going to happen in this region and looking forward to partnering with you yes, as a matter of fact i am i really i've uh, recently uh visited your church and i i truly enjoyed it and i'm, I'm excited about what god is doing in that ministry in that church yeah and i know that this year it's only going to get better. So thank you and so much. Yeah, it's only going to get better. I'm, I'm excited about this connection with Apostle Kevin. And, you know, he says, just call me Kevin. He's so cool. Like, y'all, you got to meet him. <laughs> you know, you got to meet him. So, but thank you so much. The word that you have just deposited over the last couple of weeks, I know, have shifted and changed the lives of those that, have listened and heard this word so please come back and visit us again i'll be calling i'll, I'll be, be honored yes thank you again and thank each and every one of you out there for listening and remember to live your life in the now did you enjoy apostle kevin wasn't that awesome did you hear the word jesus is. that is what he is the one who could just take us anywhere we need to go right let me tell you something they talked about partnership at the end of the broadcast. I want to challenge you. This year is a year of partnering with Life in the Now Radio. I heard it right in my spirit. There are 52 people who are going to partner with this broadcast. Because just like we said, it's not about your title. Everyday people with a Jesus, we got this. I'm telling you, 52 partners, NikkiCollins.org. I believe God. This broadcast is not only going to be paid off, but we might be paid into years to come because a word like this from the guests we want to interview and the things we want to do with the partner's help, we can make this happen. Will you be one of the 52? Visit NikkiCollins.org.
Thank you. 